hello, it's Brooke DeVard and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. Welcome back. This episode, when I tell you I have learned so much about my menstrual cycle, about things like period poverty, but also that direct link between your skincare and your cycle and all of the hormonal changes that are happening. Now, you all know I don't talk to a lot of brand founders on the podcast because what I'm very conscious of as a listener is I don't want you to feel like you're listening to a long commercial. I don't want you to hear someone just on here selling their brand. Now, I do think though, there are some brand founders and some brands that are doing such interesting, innovative, and meaningful work and that are approaching skincare from a totally different lens. So when I learned about Rael Beauty and the work that they were doing, I was absolutely all ears. Today, you're getting to hear from one of the founders, Yang He. She's incredible. She was an executive actually at Disney and she's from Korea. You'll hear her story, but when she was going to Korea, she was bringing all of these pads back with her every time she went back and forth. And it's interesting. When I went to Korea, I was so focused on skincare, but of course, I'm sure their period products are also better, which we talk a lot more about in this episode. You all know what a fan I am of K-Beauty and the approach to ingredients with K-Beauty, the gentle approach to skincare and K-Beauty, which we get into as well. But there was this kind of revelation about this hole in the market in the US. The thing that I think is really fascinating is linking period care with skincare. And it's amazing to me that no other company in the States has done this. You think about going to buy tampons, pads, if you're buying that from a website, what are the two things that are most impacted during your cycle? Obviously, you need some way to deal with the blood flow, but also your skin is one of the things that's most impacted by your cycle. And I find it very interesting that brands have not thought to link the two more, but Rail has. They have. They've basically figured out a way to offer you different types of skincare, depending on what your skin needs, depending on where you are in your cycle. And then there are some products that just work consistently, right? That always are serving your skin with those good, healthy, nutritious skin ingredients. So I think you all are going to love this episode. I think you are going to learn a lot. And I just want to say that for me as a podcast host with an audience that is largely women or people that have periods, it is important to me that we talk about this more because beauty and skincare, so much of that is affected by your hormones, you know, birth control, pregnancy, all of these things impact our skin. And I don't know that I've spent enough time talking about and breaking down periods and what it means for our overall wellness on this podcast. So we also get into some fun tips and tricks to just make your cycle a better experience. I hope you all love the conversation. Let's get into it. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts, not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence, every inch, stitch, 
Solon logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. All right. I am joined by Yangi Cake of Rael Beauty. Thank you so much for being on Naked Beauty. Very excited to chat with you about just this like super unique approach to skincare that I haven't seen before. Thank you for having me, Brooke. I'm such an, it's just an honor to be here today. Oh, thank you so much. So I want to understand for you growing up, I know you came here from Korea about 15, 16 years ago. 16 years ago. 16 years ago. Okay, good. My math is correct. So what was your relationship or understanding of feminine care when you were growing up? Was it something that was taboo or was it normalized in your household? Unfortunately, I would have to say that my relationship with feminine care back in Korea was not very intimate. I was lucky that I have a sister that I was able to speak to, but in a society that is relatively conservative. It was not something that we would openly talk about, you know, feminine care, pads and tampons, even just like period itself. So it took me a while actually for me after I came to the U.S. to kind of um, break that taboo and then normalize this conversation. And uh, to be very honest, it happened to me, I think, after I turned uh, 30, because I started going to see an OBG doctor for some uh, symptoms I had. And then I learned so much about, you know, period and feminine care from then. So it took me a while to really get into it, actually. Yeah. What were some of the things you learned? Uh, so tracking my period, you know, like tracking the days and then really learning about the different cycles, because before that, I didn't even really count the days and then follow the symptoms I go through, you know, depending on my cycle and period. And then I needed to really check on me and then pay more attention to what my body was going through. So it was really eye-opening to me that every month we go through these ups and downs, you know, from a hormonal, you know, change perspective, and then our body continues to change. So that was an eye-opening, you know, moment for me to learn everything about my body and uh, start really paying attention to what I go through and take care of myself, you know, depending on, you know, these cycles and the, the symptoms I had. Yes. And just even being cognizant and aware of how your energy levels change, how your appetite changes, how your sleep changes. Like I can sometimes find myself getting like more annoyed with my husband than not. <laughs> Why is it bothering me the way he's like eating this banana? Like it's just, it's an inane thing, but it's bothering me. And I'm like, oh yeah, my cycle's coming. Now for you, when you look at the way that people are frankly, unaware of what they're putting inside of their bodies. I know you were having a conversation with your co-founder, right? About how for 20 years you've been using pads and tampons, but you didn't know what was in them. Do you think that it's intentional that we kind of like aren't being made aware as consumers of what goes into these products that we use so frequently? I would say it was half and half. I mean, you know, there was also a fault on the society and then women who were not comfortable talking about period and then treated that as a taboo. And in one way, somehow in that industry, feminine care industry, there has been no no law requiring companies to display the full ingredient list, you know, on their packaging. So it's incredible how we women have not known what ingredients these products have been made of over the last 100 years probably. And then 
it's been recent change that there has been a law regulation requiring companies to really display what ingredients, you know, these products are made of. So I think it's kind of ignorance from women as consumers, but also somewhat ignorance from the industry as well. Yes. And I think we have now become so much more aware of knowing what's in our food, knowing what's in our skincare. And I think it's only natural that people are starting to say like, no, I actually do want to use organic feminine care. So what was your relationship to skincare growing up? So it was very different from my relationship with feminine care, I would say. I mainly grew up in Korea. Korean women are obsessed with skincare. So there were just so many people around me always talking about skincare growing up. I would say my mom had a lot of influence on me. She's actually not into color cosmetics or beauty per se, but she knew the importance of taking care of the skin to have healthy skin and then you know, to look youthful. So even at a young age, I was told my mom to take care of myself, wear SPF when I go out and then cleanse my skin when I come home, moisturize, you know, every night when I go to bed. So I think I built that habit, you know, it has become part of my life, probably from a young age. And I thank my mom, you know, for educating me so that I can, you know, continue having pretty good skin at this age, you know, all thanks to the routine that I have had so for so many years. I love the emphasis on skincare that you see in Korea. Like when I traveled to Seoul, I felt like I was traveling in the future. Like I was like, oh, I feel like I'm seeing where we're going to be like 10 years from now from like a consumer standpoint, because you can speak to it. It's, it is super advanced and far ahead of where we are in the U.S. It is definitely. I mean, when it comes to skincare, there has been so much emphasis on making the foundation, right? I know there are a lot of people who are big fans of like fancy color cosmetics, but still, I think a lot of people know that the most important thing is getting the foundation, the skin, you know, right? So we pay a lot of attention and spend a lot of money in the basic skincare essentials and then foundation and then color cosmetics, they come all later. And I think that trend is coming to the U.S. as well. You know, I mean, I think during the pandemic, people have started really taking care of their skin and then investing in all these different types of treatment. So I can see that really happening here, too. Absolutely. And from what I understand, you used to travel with pads from Korea and like bring them back to the States. Yeah, I mean, people know a lot about K-beauty, but not so much about the feminine care products from Korea. You know, ever since I moved to the U.S., one of the first things I noticed was lack of high-quality, high-performing, comfortable pads, you know, feminine care products in the U.S. And, you know, whenever I went to retailers, you know, big drugstores, um, there was only limited options, you know, for me. Whereas when I was in Korea, there's just so many different brands with so many new technologies and a lot of innovations. And these pads were very comfortable, very high-performing. The cover was so soft. So I missed that a lot. You know, I didn't think of getting into that business 10 years ago whenever I, you know, brought the suitcase full of pads, but kind of led to this idea. And my co-founders and I really talked about it and then decided to get into this feminine care business because of that. Wow. It makes me upset that I didn't think to buy feminine care when I was there. I focused too much on skincare. So when did you realize that there was this gap in the feminine care market? So it was this idea, you were kind of traveling back and forth. But when were you like, this is, I know you had a great job at Disney. And there are a lot of people that listen to this podcast that work in corporate and maybe they have an idea on the side. When did you realize, okay, this is a gap in the market and, and one that I really want to step in and fill? I call myself an accidental entrepreneur. 
my life completely changed after I met my co-founders and then started talking about this opportunity in feminine care business. So when I met my co-founders, we started talking about what these products are made of, you know, feminine care products, because we knew that Korean products are better, but not necessarily Korean products were all natural and organic. It was more the technology that made the products very effective and comfortable. And we started talking about the lack of high quality feminine care in the U.S., and then, you know, my co-founder, Anes, raised that question, like, do you guys even know what these products are made of? And we were like, not really. <laughs> you know, we just assumed that these products have been made with cotton, natural ingredients. And then when we did our research, we realized that that was not the case at all. And then it was rarely transparency around the, the ingredients. I'm curious, what did you find were in these products that surprised you or shocked you? The cover, you know, I always assumed that these covers were made with cotton or natural ingredients and then learned that a lot of them are actually plastic based. So you're putting plastic cover on the most intimate part of your body for hours and you're bleeding on top of it. And then this is like 40 years of your life, you know, that you are actually using these products every month. So the exposure to this plastic ingredients definitely is not the healthiest way of taking care of your body. So we wanted to come up with a way that, you know, women can use more natural cover, more natural ingredients that touch the most intimate part of the body. And especially, you know, when it comes to tampons that go inside your body, you don't want to put the ingredients that you do not know about, you know. So using products made with organic cotton made a lot of sense. And if you don't use organic cotton, then it can contain pesticides. And then there are some products also containing fragrances. And obviously, you know, those synthetic ingredients are not going to really help with healthy lifestyles. So we really wanted to bring more natural ingredients into this feminine care option so that people know they are better for you and better for the environment products. Is it fair to say that all tampons with fragrance are like probably not great for your pH balance? Yeah, I mean, anything with fragrances, I mean, even with like skincare, you know that, right? So, you know, we need to watch out for a lot of fragrances, you know, that are in skincare as well as feminine care, especially. So you want to keep the product really clean uh, so that there's nothing that disrupts your hormonal, you know, cycle and, uh, you know, doesn't really, you know, hurt your most intimate part of your body. So you start with period care. When did you say, okay, let's extend to the face? I think you started with face masks first and then have, you know, slowly but surely developed more and more skincare. But what was that like spark of, okay, we need to extend this to skincare too? So, you know, when we started Royale, you know, we uh, had women's wellness at the center and then uh, feminine care happened to be the space or the industry that we found a big gap that we wanted to tackle first. But we always wanted to do something that would help women's lifestyle and then well-being. So we started thinking about the different problems, issues women deal with throughout the four weeks of the cycle, not only for that one week when people are bleeding. Actually, the first area that we got into was feminine hygiene. So after period care, we thought of, you know, other products that women use, you know, intimate part of, you know, for their intimate part of the body. They happen to be feminine wash and feminine wipes. So we brought more natural ingredients, you know, for that. And then I really reflected my experience with period and my cycles. And I happened to deal with a lot of hormonal acnes and breakouts, usually like three, four days before my period started. And I had pretty good skin actually growing up. So as a teenager, I didn't really have any acnes. I was pretty lucky. And then it all started happening when I turned like 25 and 26. So they were adult acnes and then hormonal acnes for sure. 
And that was the sign that my period was starting. And that had a lot of impact on me because I started really hating my period because it would mess up my you know, face and then skin conditions. So we got the idea you know, from that. And then we launched with a facial sheet mask that you can use. We have four different flavors depending on your cycle, depending on the problems, you know, skin problems you deal with. You can choose the flavor that works for you. And then we actually started thinking about you know, acne, how we can address that, and then launched our pimple patches which uh, became really popular. I love them. <laughs> yeah, we're the only company connecting hormonal acne, you know, from period care and, you know, acne patches. So that really gave us a lot of confidence that this is an area we can get into and that we can tell our story of the holistic cycle care, you know, from both feminine care and also skincare perspective. Yeah, it's so smart and makes so much sense. And I'm just, I'm so surprised that None of these huge major brands have ever thought to do it, right? Because it's like our skin is so inconsistent because of our hormones. It's just like a fact. It's just like something that happens. But I think to link the two is so savvy and it, it just makes so much sense. So what is the importance of tailoring your skincare routine to your cycle? And what skin changes can we expect depending on where we are in our cycle? Every woman, you know, goes through four different phases. You know, the length can vary depending on the person, but I would just kind of generalize it, you know, to make it simple. So the day one will be when your period starts. So the first week will be menstrual cycle. And then you get into follicular cycle. That's when your estrogen is going up. So leading up to ovulation, it's follicular cycle. And then the third week will be after ovulation, it's ovulatory cycle. And then the fourth week will be luteal cycle. And that's when PMS symptoms all happen. And your skin just goes through these different hormonal changes and then just come up with different issues. And menstrual, you know, you probably have experience, you know, with like oily and with a dull, dry, sensitive skin. So that's when you need a lot of hydration and then nourishing, you know, in order to really soothe your sensitive skin. And then as you get into follicular, something amazing happens. This is when you have a lot of estrogen, you know, coming naturally from your body. So this is the week after your period. Right, right. Okay, this is your follicular. You may have noticed your skin starts to glow. You're looking beautiful. You have the best skin, you know, of the month. Oh, wow. Wait, so I just thought that was like my happiness from my period being <laughs> over. No, okay, there's something deeper happening. <laughs> yeah, there is a true science behind it. So you have estrogen production, you know, uh, happening. And then as you have estrogen coming out from your body, you have natural collagen and hyaluronic acid actually coming out from your body that helps with, you know, your glow. So the week two is when you want to have interviews and, you know, important events and then meet the people that you want to hang out with. You know, this is the best skin week, you know, of the month. And then you ovulate. And then, you know, if you don't get pregnant, you know, then, you know, you ovulate and then you get into the luteal cycle. And right after ovulation, we call it more like a transitional skin. So you're getting into kind of like the darkness. So you're getting into <laughs> the more like oily, you know, skin type. So that's when you start having sebum production and somewhat sensitive skin. And then when it comes to luteal cycle, then that's when you have all these like breakout issues and hormonal acne issues, you know, coming out. So you go through, you know, these cycles every month and, you know, you can really tailor your routine, skincare routine, depending on the issues that you find, you know, for yourself. So, you know, you can use the basic skincare essentials, you know, 
cleanser, toner, and uh, basing moisturizer, you know, throughout the whole cycle. But when you have breakouts, you know, obviously, you know, recommend people patches and also clay masks can also help when you have very oily skin and also like a mist can also help as well. And then when you're dealing with, you know, menstrual cycle and then you're very dry, then, you know, recommend using hydration facial sheet mask. So I think depending on the cycle and then the conditions that you see, there are a few different additional treatments that you can add to your routine. And, you know, by tailoring this, you're not overdoing it, but just addressing the issues that you see coming out because of the hormonal changes. It's brilliant. Thank you for breaking that down. I've just actually learned a lot and I'm like linking things in my mind. I need to be more mindful of exactly where I am in my cycle and how my skin is changing because sometimes I'll use a product and I'll blame a breakout on the product, you know, and it could just be my cycle. So that's why you have to also try things throughout a month to really decide how your skin reacts to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what are some of the superstar ingredients in Rael skincare? I feel like I always read succinic acid. Is Am I pronouncing that correctly? Yeah, succinic acid. That's the one that I wanted to, you know, bring up because uh, that's our hero ingredient across our Miracle Clear line. We have our Miracle patches and we wanted to help our you know customers who are dealing with a lot of acne problems. So for acne prone skin types, we recommend Miracle Clear line. And succinic acid is actually naturally found in amber. So it's a really interesting ingredient. Like this amber stone? Yeah, amber. Yeah, so it's naturally found there. And it's up and coming new ingredient in K-Beauty that is becoming on gentle alternative to salicylic acid and benzoyl peroxide. So it's a lot gentler. So for the sensitive skin types, you know, this is not going to break out for your skin. It's anti-inflammatory. It's very soothing. It's also gentle exfoliant. It really helps the acne-prone skin types. So we have used this ingredient across our Miracle Clear line, and then we're getting really good responses from the users. The other interesting ingredient that I want to highlight is a mineral rice enzyme extract that we use. Like fermented rice is also something that's from Korea, Asia, and it really helps with skin barriers. So for acne prone skin, especially, you want to really strengthen your skin barrier in order to avoid all the breakouts and the problems from happening. So we also included this mineralize complex in order to help with the skin. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts, not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, Solon logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Barrier. Wow. Okay. So I don't know if this 
mini rice enzyme complex that you're talking about is in my favorite product that you make, which is the Miracle Clear. I think it's the exfoliating face wash. Is that the correct name? Yeah, it is in it. Okay. Let's talk about that product because not to brag, but I get sent a lot of skincare from high-end companies, you know, Dr. Barbara Sturm and La Mer, very expensive skincare. When I tell you that this $13 Miracle Clear exfoliating cleanser is one of my favorite cleansers ever. And I was looking at the ingredients and I think, you know, these were all ingredients that were kind of like newer to me. So like the succinic acid that we talked about, but okay. So that mineralized enzyme complex is in this as well. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So it's across, you know, the Miracle Clear Essentials, you know, the trio, but, you know, for the exfoliant cleanser, we made sure that it is very gentle. So you don't see any physical exfoliants in there. Yeah. It's so gentle. Yeah. It's very gently exfoliating you by the chemical exfoliants. And then it leaves your skin really strong, you know, with that mineralized ingredient that's helping with the skin barrier. And, you know, we uh, did a lot of testing and then uh, we really try to optimize the balance between, you know, being exfoliant and also being hydrating and then making sure that people don't break out because it's too harsh on your face. So I think we found the optimal balance, you know, between all these uh, benefits that we wanted to bring to the table. I love, love, love that product. And the price point of your products is so accessible. And I'm always curious, like, how are you able to kind of balance like having these great premium natural ingredients that are so effective and, you know, well tested with the cost? It was a challenge, definitely. You know, we had many, many conversations, negotiations with our manufacturing partner. We feel lucky that, you know, we actually have a product development team on the ground in Korea. So, our company is headquartered in the U.S., in L.A., but we have an office in Korea, so we have a product development team. All they do is look for new trends and then work with the key manufacturers in the Korean market to do an R&D together. So I think having that presence there and then being able to build a very close relationship with the manufacturing partner really helped us get a favorable deal for us. And uh, what's interesting is a lot of these factories, you know, manufacturing partners in Korea happen to be huge fans of the brand. Uh, they cheer for us because, you know, these are Korean companies, you know, run by Korean CEOs and then usually Korean men, I would say. And they see us, you know, we're a group of Korean women who immigrated to the U.S., you know, 10, 15 years ago and then trying to make some great impact on the U.S. market and also in the global scene. So they cheer for us and they try to really support us, you know. So I think by building that, close relationship and then having those fans who are our manufacturing partners, you know, helped us a lot to get a pretty good deal. That's amazing. And I mean, you see some of the margins on skincare that's just outrageously priced. And I've been thinking a lot about being equitable and how to be inclusive in your price point. And I think that you can make great products at an affordable price that don't like kind of gate out an entire group of people that are not able to afford your product. So. And another thing we did was also working on the packaging. So we love beautiful stuff, you know, so we wanted to invest more, but we wanted to compromise a little bit, you know, so packaging could be very simple, you know. Yeah, but it's great for travel, you know, like, I don't know, I because I travel all the time, I like the big, heavy glass jars, like, it's nice, but sometimes I just like need something I can just throw in my bag. So we focused on, you know, just being practical, you know, something very convenient and then try to minimize, you know, the secondary boxes because people are going to toss it anyway. So for some products, we got rid of it for the cost. So I want to talk about, again, we touched on this, but 
just looking at some statistics on your website, the organic natural feminine care market in South Korea is 30% of the total feminine care market. And in the US, it's 10%. What do you think the reason for the discrepancy is? So there was actually a specific incident that happened in Korea about four years ago. So before then, Korea market was not too different from the U.S. where people were not paying much attention to ingredients and then the organic natural products were not the mainstream. But there was a nonprofit organization that fight for women's rights who looked into the ingredients of the conventional pads and they discovered that, you know, they were not made with natural safe ingredients and started talking about that in a pretty big way. And then media picked it up. And they started talking a lot about it, you know, in media and all these feminist groups, you know, came out wanting to learn more about it. So in a few days, the whole country learned about the issue within Korea. And, you know, Korea is a pretty small country. So when something's hot, you know, something's trendy, everyone in the country learns and knows. So this news came out. The whole country learned about that. And I think actually at that moment, um, about 50% of the market moved to organic natural options. That's what we heard from retailers who sold these products. And then I think now it kind of came down to like 30, 40% of the market, you know, who use only organic natural. And if you go to Korea, go to the feminine care aisle, actually, I think more than half, like at least like half is dedicated to organic natural options in the feminine care aisle. So that education caused by the feminist group and then the media coverage really helped the everyday consumers, you know, learn about this and then the whole market shifted. Good for those women. I love that story. That makes me feel so good and hopeful and maybe something like that will happen in the US, right? It just takes a few people. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. (laughs) Yes, yes. But I mean, even this conversation, that's the power of podcasting, right? So someone will listen to this and tell a friend and they'll tell a friend, you know, it's like we have to have these conversations openly. And that's why I think what you're doing is so important because we just need to have more awareness on this. So with the overturning of Roe v. Wade, what role do you believe that Rael has in ensuring that women or people who menstruate have access to proper healthcare resources? I mean, I want to first say that, you know, the day I heard the news, it was really frustrating and disappointing. And, you know, for someone who moved to the U.S., thinking that this will be a better environment for women to thrive, that was really disappointing. At Rael, you know, we try to focus on the things that we can impact. And I would say that more on the education about period, you know, hormonal cycle and how to take care of, you know, woman's body and doing more education and advocacy. So we have been putting a lot of educational content on our social media and also blog, you know, talking about different cycles, what women go through, what different colors of your blood means, you know, so that people can really pay attention to what their bodies go through and then, you know, really think about their health in the situation and things like that. So we're starting from there and we're also partnering with some nonprofit organizations, you know, to be able to donate, you know, products to underprivileged, you know, women and then doing our part to really raise the awareness of this importance of understanding period and women's, you know, wellness. And another term that's newer for me is period poverty. Can you explain what that means and what the social determinants of period poverty are and also what we can do to help combat it? It's a pretty difficult word, but uh, it's a lot about just accessibility, you know, access to period products. So there are a lot of parts of the world, mostly developing countries. A lot of women do not have access to proper period care products, you know, so 
some girls stay home because they're bleeding. They don't have any products to use, so they cannot go to school. And then they're just like forced to stay home. That happens in some parts of the world. But that also happens in the U.S., surprisingly. And one incident that we saw was I'm in L.A. in downtown right now. And then there's a skid row, which is homeless area in L.A. And um, there are women, uh, homeless women, just bleeding through their pants because they don't have access to period products. So we learned this issue through our partner, hashtag Keep a Period. So started working with them, you know, to donate products to the homeless women in LA, you know, locally here. And then we're also working with I Support the Girls and Period.org, you know, to be able to really raise the awareness of period poverty. And there's some role that companies can play, you know, companies like us can play by giving donations and also talking about it to raise awareness. And there's also individuals, you know, who can contribute to this effort by participating in volunteering events or donating products and also just talking about it with your friends. So that effort is continuing to happen. And I see more and more people getting aware of period poverty and then you know, trying to do something about it, which is a great trend. Yeah. I know how it feels when you are stuck and you don't have a tampon or a pad and you know it's like three hours and you don't have one and you need one versus truly like not being able to afford one and or know that like, okay, I can go to a store and get something. Just such a small thing that is so easy to take for granted. During the pandemic, we even saw some women who are victims of domestic violence. And then some men would hide feminine care products or not give feminine care products to their wives and you know, domestic partners. Oh, God. Yeah, we heard about this issue and then we donated products to those who are dealing with this kind of domestic violence. So it's truly sad to learn about this kind of things that happen in the U.S. here. Oh, my gosh. That's such an evil and specific way to abuse someone. But yes, that's abuse. That's so sad to hear. But I'm happy that you are helping in these instances where you can. And I'm also certainly as homework from this conversation going to see other places that I can volunteer here in New York. Do you want to get back to Skin King? And I want to understand your three favorite beauty products that can be products you developed or they can be other products. I also, I'm just curious, like if someone that has access to skincare, do you go back to Korea often? Yeah, I just got back from Korea like Ooh. two weeks ago. <laughs> Jealous. Okay. Yeah. I want to know what are some of your favorite beauty products? They can be from Rael or from any other brand. I know you just got back from Korea, so I would love to hear what you picked up there. I'd be curious to hear some of your favorite brands. I have to start with our products. So um, I would say one of the recent launches that we had, Spike Gel Treatment, uh, is one of my favorites. Uh, you know, we had a huge success with pimple patches and we still wanted to, you know, provide some solutions for those who deal with hormonal acne. And this is a little pen looking product that has a tip that would help really target the uh, blemish that you have. And I've used it many times and it works every time I tried it. So I highly recommend, you know, to those who deal with uh, hormonal acne time to time to use it to see that gone the next day or in a few days. So that's one of my favorites. And uh, I actually just got back from Korea a few uh, weeks ago and then have seen a lot of new products there. One of my favorites is a sunscreen from K-Beauty called Dr. G. It's one of the best sellers, I believe, in the Korean market. Korean sunscreens are actually a little differently formulated than the U.S. ones because of the you know, FDA regulations. Uh, and they tend to be more moisturizing and lighter textures. So yes. I like bringing them from Korea whenever I go home. 
I would say my last favorite is um, there's a cup called uh, Ohora. I don't know if you heard of them. It's a new up-and-coming nail brand, and they do um, semi-cure gel nail. They called it that. So it's like a semi-baked gel nail you put on your nail, and uh, you bake it with the UV kind of light. It's kind of like at-home gel nail you can do. They have so many interesting designs, and they look really pretty. So it's one of the up-and-coming nail brands in Korea, which I discovered recently. So I brought some here, you know. Mm -hmm. Korea just continues to be ahead of the game in in all aspects. I mean, you think about K-pop, pop culture, like Squid Game's picked up how many Emmys? I mean, it's just what is in the water in Korea that everyone's <laughs> able to just, you know, excel in every Korean food also happens to be incredible. I mean, it's just great. One of the things that I saw when I went over to Seoul was a mirror at the hairdresser where you could see what different cuts looked like on your face shape. And this was like four or five years ago. And I think about conversations we have now about like the metaverse and like integrating like augmented reality. And I'm like, oh yeah, like I saw that like five years ago when I like had this peek into the future. But I was just like, yeah, even the way technology gets integrated into beauty and beauty treatments there is great. What rail products have really changed the game for you overall from the whole line? You know, I would say the organic cotton cover pads, you know, that is our first product that we launched. And then, you know, the best selling product that we've got. And I still believe it's the best pad in the world. It's the most comfortable, very effective, super soft. And so it has changed the game for the company, also for myself. The people patches were also, you know, game changer for the company. That really made us a holistic brand. You know, uh, it gave us reason to play a game in the skincare beauty space. And then I told you that we are the only company connecting period hormonal acne, you know, with uh, acne patches. So. It's one of the products that we're very proud of. And then most recently, you know, the Miracle Clear line, it's a new line that we launched, you know, that's good for acne prone skin types. And then we want to really tell our story around the four phases of hormonal cycle and then giving them some recommendations, you know, through these products. Uh, So I would say those. Love to hear it. Any self-care tips you have to just get through your period? With as much ease as possible. I'll tell you that I'm still very Korean, you know, when it comes to uh, my self-care. My mom, when I was in Korea, always told me like women, you know, we should take care of our body even more carefully when you're menstruating and to keep your belly warm. That's the most important thing to protect your womb and then, you know, vagina and all of that. So I used to use kind of like reusable products and also heating patches. And we actually, you know, have a product called Heating Patches which is like a little like hand warmer, you know, like uh, in the winter time you can use. Yes. So it's a pretty similar technology, but that can be attached to your panties. So you put on top of your panties and then they heat up right away and then it's warm for eight hours. This is brilliant. Like, why did I not know about this product? I'm literally ordering it tonight. I'm always like filling up a hot water bottle. It's uncomfortable. It doesn't stay in place. This is like incredible. Yeah, so this also came from Korea, basically. It's something that I have been, you know, doing. And then uh, we thought we need to introduce to American consumers. You know, they can use this product very easily, warm their belly, and it works actually for eight hours. So, you know, for the second, third day of your period, when you're dealing with the worst cramps, they actually help soothe, you know, the muscles and the cramps a lot during that time. 
That's amazing. Do you think that like drinking warm things also helps during your period or is that just in my head? I feel like drinking teas really helps me. Yeah, I mean, drinking tea helps. And um, I personally like to drink ginger tea. So ginger in the Korean tradition is known to soothe cramps and it helps with blood circulation. It also helps when you have a cold. And my mom actually used to make ginger tea at home. So I would drink it time to time. And it does really help with your blood circulation and then cramps as well if you drink it you know, during your period. Now, raw ginger or like a ginger tea bag? My mom used to make them with real ginger, but I've had some ginger teas, you know, tea bags too, and they help as well. So I think anything that has ginger in it uh, should help for your cramps. Yes, get the circulation going. Any other self-care tips around your menstrual cycle that you want to share? I feel like I'm always like hungry for like, how can I make this experience of, and I have a very heavy period personally. So like things like those kind of underwear that you can wear overnight help me the tea that we talked about, but like anything else that can help to ease an uncomfortable period? I mean, I would say like a light exercise also helps. I mean, I think there's a stigma that when you're bleeding, you're not supposed to do any exercises. But for me, if you move your body, because like I feel really like sore everywhere, like my muscles. So I think the light exercises actually help. And then sometimes some sweetness. So like chocolates helped me personally. You know, you have a lot of craving for sweet things, you know, during your period. So having some great chocolate, you know, during that time, you know, has helped me. And then I'll say some very hydrating facial sheet experience, you know, something that's very soothing at night will help you sleep well and also take care of your dry skin. Yes, I love it. I love it. Chocolate, skincare. Sounds like an ideal night. When do you feel you're most beautiful? I don't feel it this way as often as I would like, but I kind of had that feeling when I was in Korea. And I would say that I feel the most beautiful when I feel loved and supported and feel that deep gratitude, you know, for the people around me. Because, you know, this time I was in Korea for the whole month. So I was able to connect with my old friends and then also family and uh, I realized, you know, how much support and love I have been getting, you know, from those people. And then towards the end of my trip, I just felt so much gratitude, you know, for the people who have been really cheering for me and supported me. And I think um, I missed that a lot during the pandemic because I haven't had that many human interactions. I didn't get to go home very often because of the quarantine requirements and things like that. And I was just on Zoom calls all day, you know, not feeling very loved or supported or beautiful, but really after feeling love from the people who I love and then who love me, uh, I felt that deep gratitude and that really made me feel beautiful. So I would say those moments. That's it, right? It's all about human connection and being with the people that make you feel good. And I feel like now after the pandemic, we appreciate it more than ever. So I love that answer. Well, thank you so, so much for sharing your story and just the amount of knowledge drop, like the amount of just pure information I learned today has been incredible. So thank you so much. And I'm just a big fan of what you're doing. Oh, thank you so much, Brooke. I had a great time. And uh, thank you so much for the great question. You studied a lot, you know, before you, you started the podcast. So I appreciate that. Yes. You got to know your guests and you have, again, such an interesting story. So thank you. Thank you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. All right, beauty students, you just learned so much from that conversation. I know I did. So I have an exciting announcement. There is a giveaway. Yes, there is a giveaway on Naked Beauty Planet on Instagram right now. So as you all know, for every single episode, we post a carousel on the Instagram account that just showcases some of the products mentioned. We pull out some quotes from the episode. You all know, it goes up every Monday. But on today's carousel for this episode, we are running a giveaway. The instructions for the giveaway are in the caption and you will have an opportunity to win an assortment of incredible products from Rayel Beauty. I am sorry to say this is US only. My international listeners, I see you. I love you. I will have something for you soon. I promise. This is US only just based on the restrictions we were able to work out with the brand, but an amazing opportunity for you to win some of these products. The only thing you have to comment is what is one thing that you learned from this episode? I had several takeaways, so I know that you'll be able to share yours in the comment section. Thank you all so much for listening and for your support. And I'll be back next week with a new episode. 